we present, I'm sorry I haven't a clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Thank you very much. Well, this, as they say, is it, the big one, the moment when our teams decide who's going to be the winner of this year's I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue competition. Both teams have come through a grueling ten weeks in and out of the studio. <laughs> to the final by a succession of victories and occasional defeats. So let's see if either team can improve on last week's total when they both managed to amass no points at all. First of all, <laughs> over there, Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton. And over there, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. <laughs> right, well, we start with the round good news and bad news. In this round, one team has to announce a piece of good news, and the other team has to provide the accompanying bad news. And we then go back to the first team who provide the good news, and then the other team who provide the bad news, and so on and so forth. And uh, we continue that until we all die of apathy. <laughs> but Barry Cryer, you're going to start, first of all, with the good news. Am I? Yes. Ah, yes. Ah, well. Uh, the good uh, news is that there are going to be more show business personalities in the honours list. Bad news. Max Bygraves is going to get a knighthood. <laughs> good news is now that we've leaked the news, he won't. <laughs> uh, bad news is um, he's going to be a peer instead. <laughs> good news is he's standing in the sea off Bournemouth. <laughs> bad news, he's still singing. <laughs> Good news, that'll keep the oil tankers off the rocks. <laughs> Bad news is that Max has just slipped his moorings <laughs> and is floating dangerously towards the Channel Islands. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, good news is it? <laughs> I've, I've been following the plot. Uh, the RAF are hoping to... <laughs> Oh, I'm enjoying this fantasy. Um, <laughs> hoping to disperse him with <laughs> tons of underarm deodorant. <laughs> Bad news, he's still seen. <laughs> the good news is he's just bringing out a new LP, Sink Along a Max. <laughs> Yeah, that one goes to Graham Gardner, who starts uh, the next one with the good news. Graham. Uh, <clears throat> good news, they've just invented a new contraceptive pill for men. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news, eight months gone and now he tells me. <laughs> yeah, Tim, can't improve on that. Okay, Willie Rushton, will I'm you start? for two, you know. <laughs> uh, 
What is it? Good news. Good news. Good news. Uh, I bought a Chinese takeaway meal last night. <laughs> Bad news. Before I could eat it, they took it away. <laughs> Good news. Half an hour later, they brought it back. <laughs> Bad news. Half an hour later, I brought it back. <laughs> Good news. I then went to a German takeaway. Admiring <laughs> for Bad battle. News. <laughs> Bad news. Uh, I could only eat the food they ordered. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> good news, this might help. I went to an Irish takeaway. <laughs> Bad news, they forgot to bring the food. <laughs> good news, I didn't want soup in a basket anyway. <laughs> they fried the paper bag. <laughs> Bad news. I then went to a Russian takeaway and they took me away. <laughs> that one goes once again to Graham Garden, who's in the lead. And this is the point where I introduce a round that's played at the end of the programme in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the Old Testament ball. Been praying for that. The Old Testament ball. And we go on now to the Adlib poem, where uh, the teams are going to make up a poem. And each member must keep going until I press the buzzer, which you've already heard. And then a member of the opposing team must take over. And this goes on until we reach a natural artistic conclusion, which will be instantly recognised by the audience, who will burst into spontaneous applause. Right, I'm going to give you a line now. And the line is, 13 drunken sailors emerging from the mist. <laughs> I seem to have won that round. <laughs> I agree. No. Who's, Who's going to start it now? I think we'll get Barry Crown. Yes, I've got that. Yes. Uh, some like Brahms and Mozart, <laughs> and some like Bach and Liszt. They weave their way into the town on merriment hell-bent, and found their way into a pub was called the Duke of Ghent. <laughs> Hold there, landlord, they all cried. We'll have a sup or two. First one asked for whiskey, the next a pot of glue. <laughs> Twelve whiskies and a pot of glue, cried out. Our bluff mine host. <laughs> I understand the whiskies. But the glue baffles me most. Well, then replied one sailor. He normally drinks gin, but on this merry night tonight, he wants to get stuck in. <laughs> Very good. Graham Garden wins yet again. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And what's the next round? And uh, I think we've gone to another one. We can't improve on that, uh, on that poem. It was, that was brilliant. We go on to a musical round now, which introduces Colin Sell at the piano. The round's called Censored Songs. I'm going to ask each of you to sing a song, and during the song it will be your task to censor by means of the buzzer any words you consider will outrage public decency. 
And in fact, uh, teams, you're not going to sing a single song. You're going to sing a selection of songs, which will be music hall songs or thereabouts. And we'll start with Tim and Willie on this one. Will you uh, get ready to sing your selection of songs? Self-centered, self... self <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right the first time. <laughs> Self-censored songs, yes. There's a yellow in Texas I am going to see No other but darky, her No darky, only me She cried so when I Her, she cried for a fight I'll ever find her We never more will Thank you, Tim and Willie. Now, Barry and Graham, the your selection, concert. please. Oh, right. This is an operetta, this. Once I was happy, but now I'm forlorn. Like an old coat that is tattered and torn. Last orders, please. Left on this wide world to and to by a maid in her teens. Not a girl that I, she was handsome. I tried all I knew her to, but I could not her one quarter as well, like that upon the trapeze. Oh, it through the air with the greatest of ease, a daring young man on a flying trapeze. His movements were graceful, all girls he could, and my love he has away. Charlie is my name Is my game There's no as good as I'll Every there is is in Round town it is the same I rose to fame I'm the idol of the Champagne Charlie is my name My grand Father's was too long. <laughs> so it stood 90 years on the floor. <laughs> it was taller by half and the old man himself. <laughs> Though it weighed not a penny weight more. <laughs> it was on the morn of the day that he was born. And was always his treasure and pride. <laughs> but it stopped short. Never to go again when the old man <laughs> Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Is a 
Certainty to not be one and just a proper style. I should like to have one just the same as that. <laughs> there I go. They shout, hello. Where did you get that? And with Graham Gardner well in the lead, we go on to uh, <laughs> the game Call My Bluff. And this is the game that's familiar to all of you from television. Played here with a slight difference, the teams are going to give me four different definitions of a word, and I have to guess which one is correct. <laughs> right, team. <laughs> Your word that you have to define for me is laundrette. <laughs> Graham Gardner. Right. Um, laundrette is... Uh, a mechanical piece of apparatus which was invented uh, just before the French Revolution in France. It's uh, an early type of uh, lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> it was invented by Monsieur Guillotine, <laughs> after whom it was not named. Um, and it was a sort of horizontal guillotine which you pushed up and down the lawn to administer the coup de grace. <laughs> Right, Tim. Wrong. You have your ass. Laundrette is um, a 19th century form of vehicular transport, uh, like a landau, only it's smaller. Uh, like a rabbit. What? <laughs> Sorry. 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 If you've got something floor. frightfully funny to say, oh. do say it. I mean. <laughs> Because I haven't. <laughs> ah, they used to cry, uh, waiter, waiter, call me a laundrette and don't answer that, is what they used to, used to say in the 19th century. It was basically for children. Uh, a lander would be pulled by, I think, two horses. This would be pulled by um, two rats. <laughs> Actually, I, I lied about the horses. Um, <laughs> it's a small, sort of lander. Barry Cryer. Laundrette. Um, <laughs> derived, derived from... Lawn yet, therefore, by a process of derivation, a room full of washing machines held up to the nose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enoch Powerless. <laughs> but for the revolving bow tie, it would have been. <laughs> Willie Rushton. It's a room full of washing machines you don't hold up to your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Often. <laughs> Or with any chance of Right. Now, let me see. Opposing. Four interesting definitions there. The French lawnmower. I'm a bit inclined towards that, because I've seen one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you will go to those places, up. <laughs> Transport, no. No, it wouldn't work. The, the, the lorgnette. Yes, that's, I'd rather go for these French answers. Uh, and Willie, yours was a room letters. full of machines... <laughs> Washing machines. Washing People machines. send them to us. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hold up your nose. You don't often hold up your nose. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, yes, I'll go for that one. And we go on for the next round. <laughs> don't I get a round of applause? I was right. <laughs> you only have to ask Humphrey and you always get a round of applause. It's the only way you get one. <laughs> Right, full marks there to Graham Garden, and we Thank move you. on now. <laughs> to the game Murder. Oh. 
is a game which many of you have played in your stately homes. <laughs> Each of the teams has to pick a card, one of which has the word murderer written on it. Can you do an owl? Whoever picks this is the murderer, and he's then <laughs> entitled to murder someone when the studio lights are turned down. <laughs> when there is a murder, the victim screams. I turn on the lights again and quiz as the detective, those still surviving, in order to find the murderer. Now, after the murder, no one is allowed to move except the murderer. <laughs> who is also the only person allowed to lie about his movements. Right, I will now turn out the lights. Is that you, Doris? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at that, he gives change as well. <laughs> Very good round. And Timber Taylor good. is lying prone on the studio floor, having screamed, <laughs> which indicates to me, at any rate, that he has been murdered. <laughs> and I'm now going to quiz... He's still moving. The rest of it. Graham Garden. Yes. What were you doing? <laughs> what were you doing when Tim Brooke Taylor screamed? Um, I was probably earning some more points, Humph. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. I was in the library with Miss Gusset. <laughs> we had to come out. The library closes at five. <laughs> right, now, uh, Willie, uh, I notice you're wearing full evening dress. <laughs> With matching accessories. killing me. <laughs> uh, well, prior to that, I was upstairs in the bath with Penelope Keith in the blue bathroom at the end of the corridor. On hearing the scream, I made my way out with only Penelope Keith wrapped around me to the conservatory. You never liked him, you swine. Tim, what were you doing with... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Graham, I... No, might... ask him. We I'd want like to know. come back to you, Graham, because uh, I'm not altogether satisfied with your answer. Mainly because I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> I believe that you moved immediately after the scream. Well, it, it startled me. It was an involuntary motion of the legs. Where did you move to? Across the room, up the stairs, down to the conservatory, <laughs> and out. <laughs> onto the bus That's to Argentina. <laughs> that could be a lie, of course. <laughs> Barry, Would I? Barry, did you see Graham move? Not at first, but. <laughs> Miss Gusset and I met him in the Golden Egg in Buenos Aires <laughs> and compared notes uh, as to the, the, the death of, of Tim and decided we were both innocent. <laughs> Miss Gusset held her peace. <laughs> and her you're hamburger. All, you're all looking too innocent for me. I don't like it. I'm fine. I know this is radio, but should Tim be bleeding? <laughs> Willie, uh, I'd like to ask you a, a question because uh, there's something I'm not I'm particularly worried about at the moment. Who do you think did it? 
<laughs> I've no idea. I was giving Monty Modlin a kiss of life at the time. And, um, Didn't work. <laughs> it's a brave ah. act. I'll now sum up, if you'll all sit round, come into the drawing room and sit round. I'll give you my reasons for thinking that it wasn't Graham Gardner. He was miles away at the time. It wasn't the mystery voice. Because <laughs> he's asleep. <laughs> I think it was Barry Cryer. Stand back, all of you. <laughs> well, let's see if I'm right now. Will the real murderer please stand up? <sighs> Good, Good Lord. Well, that is a surprise. <laughs> Well, well, and so we go on now to the final... <laughs> we go on to the final round now of the game which has increased in its popularity ever since we started playing it on this programme, and that is Mornington Crescent. <laughs> and this is the last of these rounds, uh, teams, I'm going to bring in the, the full uh, second part rule, which, as you know, is the green, red, 8 and W are subject to the usual restrictions unless the variable calculator is in play. <laughs> uh -huh. Good, yeah. good. <laughs> Because we know certain people I'm not naming who would have taken advantage otherwise. And Willie Rustin, you're going to start this one. Green, red, eight, and W. Yes. There's a green, red muse in W8. Um, no, one moment. Oh, I won't make it that easy. Um, no. I mean, uh, the Mal. A safe, safe start. A solid, dependable, the Mal. Gold is green. It's almost a professional foul. <laughs> almost. Uh, Shaftesbury Avenue. Tottenham Court Road. Uh, Pal Mal. That's right. Hmm. Bishop Auckland. <laughs> Introduce personalities into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Soho Square. Bottling Street. Ah, Willie. I don't think there's any way out of that. Yes, yes. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Finsbury Park Road. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. The A48 Beyond devices. Morning. <laughs> Morning's in Crescent. Oh. Ah. Oh, no. Yes, it is. No. Morning's in no. Crescent. It is. No. Sorry. No, it what isn't did... actually. Isn't it? No, because the variable calculator was not in play at that time. When good, <laughs> good. Excellent. Oh, Hans, you can't change the rules suddenly halfway through. So I, don't I do it. I gave you the rules before we started. Well, you Listen, can't if there's going to be an argument every time we play this game, I don't see much <laughs> point. <laughs> Graham Gardner God, they're bad losers. <laughs> right, now then. Oh, here's, where, here's where we come to the exciting part. That was an apple well spent. <laughs> <laughs> This is where I invite the teams to give their late arrivals for the Old Testament ball. The Old Testament ball. I've come to the wrong ball, I think. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, please, from Jericho. Mr. and Mrs. Walls came tumbling down. Their son, <laughs> Andy Walls, came tumbling down. Would <laughs> <laughs> you be welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Ting of the Red Sea and their father, Pa Ting of the Red Sea. <laughs> The Irish family, the O'Mees, with their unfortunate son, Newter Ron O'Mee. As you can see, one eye's higher than the other. We may as well get it over. Let's get it over with. Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Sladder and their son, Jacob Sladder? How extraordinary. <laughs> Come, 
A lot of people in large flat hats, uh, known as the Big At family. There's Isaac Big At. <laughs> Jonah and a party from Wales. Uh, <laughs> with their secretary, Evangelical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's Mr. and Mrs. Lila with their son, Sam Lila, <coughs> and Sam's son, Andy Lila. <laughs> oh, Moses doesn't look too good. Oh, but he's got his tablet. <laughs> well, those are <laughs> that was good. Have no, a cuck. No, have two. They're only small. <laughs> Oh, please would you welcome Isaac, who is the son, of course, of Amin Massa, known as Isaac Amin Massa. There's <laughs> <laughs> Gladys, a respectable whale, and Joan, a randy whale. <laughs> Scraping the bottom of the Red Sea, folks. <laughs> At this point, we come to the time when I have to tot up the scores for the whole series. Oh, the Steins and their daughter Phyllis. Sam Book. I was working on Sam Book and I gave up halfway through and it showed. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Babel and their daughter Tara. Tara, yeah. Tara Babel. Ta Tara of Babel. Right, well. <laughs> and their daughter Tarov. <laughs> she was Russian. I'll do Sam Book again in a minute. <laughs> she threatened me, young man. Now, as you can understand. Young man. As you can understand, it will take some time to compute the scores for the, the entire series so that it will be announced after the late news on BBC Two on Friday. <laughs> it's all from us now, Salvation. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Would you like to wind up? And Red Emption, I mean. <laughs> so from all of us, goodbye. Goodbye. Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. This last programme in the series was produced by Geoffrey Perkins. And a new series of I'm Sorry, I Haven't a Clue begins on Monday the 16th of July at 6.30 in the evening.